Hello and welcome to The Shepherd's Voice, the podcast of the Doctrine and Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Purcellville, Virginia. My name is Pastor Charles Biggs, and I'm here with Mr. Ben Franks. Good morning. Good morning. Our question today, Ben, is if you could help us to understand what it means when the Bible talks of uh, fear and trembling before God, when it talks about the the, the subject matter of the fear of God. Um, you know, often we're, we're, we see in Scripture how important it is to fear God. You know, Moses says in Deuteronomy 10, 12 and following that uh, first on his list of ways that we can please Yahweh is fear of the Lord. Uh, we know that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. So what is fear of the Lord? That's the first thing. Why is it that God uh, particularly is pleased when we tremble before him or tremble at his word? And and how is it that evangelicals today in the broader church, those who are dedicated, devoted to the gospel, how might they, how might we all grow in our appreciation of this important biblical doctrine? Yeah, those are some great questions. I'll, I'll share some thoughts and then invite your thoughts as well. Um, I think it's really helpful to go back to um, as God is constituting Israel as a nation. And as he's brought them out of, of Egypt, he's redeemed them from slavery. He's given them his law. He's beginning to establish the various mediators and offices that he'll use to guide them and lead them to Christ ultimately. And it shouldn't surprise us, since the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom, that it's at this point that we begin to see um, Moses, as God's kind of appointed preacher mediator, begin to instruct and lead the people in in what the fear of the Lord is. And um, there's a striking passage in Exodus chapter 20, of course, a very familiar passage. It contains uh, one of the, the accounts of the Ten Commandments. Um, but at, after Moses has, has delivered the Ten Commandments to the people um, from the finger of God, uh, here's what happens in verses 18 through 21. It says, Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled. And they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. Mm. So just pausing there for a moment, I think that's what uh, a lot of us tend to think of fear of God as being like. It's something that pushes us away from God. It's something that makes us um, tremble and and nervous. It's something that um, is driven by fear as we often think of it. Um, but listen to how Moses responds. Verse 20, Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you. And here's the reason why that the fear of him may be before you that you may not sin. Mm. What's striking to me about this answer is that Moses is already beginning to help them to see that there is a kind of natural fear that does not honor God. Mm hmm. There's a kind of fear that's driven by a recognition that we're sinful um, and a recognition that God is, is pure. But rather than moving us to repentance and obedience, it's something that causes us to cling tight, tighter to our sin and move away from God because we think we can't, we can't live on this mountain. We can't approach this God. But what Moses wants them to see is that God's word, God's law, his grace to them is given... <clears throat> is given to um, push them not away from himself, but away from their sin. Yes. And so he says, on the one hand, don't fear. Don't have that kind of slavish fear. 
but instead have a new kind of fear, the fear of sons, a fear that brings you closer to God and away from your sin. And I think this is part of the overarching movement of the book of Exodus, isn't it? Because the story is slaves who become sons. These people as slaves knew what human natural fear was like. They had endured slavery for hundreds of years. They'd been under the hand of Pharaoh, who we know from the interactions in the book of Exodus, um, could be a cruel, fickle, um, harsh master. Mm -hmm. Moses first went out in the wilderness because he sees an Egyptian beating an Israelite um, almost to death. Mm. And this is the kind of uh, upbringing and life that they had. They knew this kind of natural fear, but it was a slavish fear. And as they come to God now, God is showing them that on the one hand, he is far more to be feared than Pharaoh. He's demonstrated over and over again, 10 times in the plagues and then climactically in the crossing of the Red Sea, that he is greater than Pharaoh. Whatever power or strength or ability that the Egyptians had pales in comparison to what the God of Israel has. And yet their fear of God is to be different. It's to be a a fear of sons, not a fear Mm -hmm. of slaves. And so I think a passage like that begins to help us think through what is the fear of the Lord. Um, Michael Reeves has written a helpful book called Rejoice and Tremble, I believe, Mm -hmm. which um, the women at our church are going through right now in their their Tuesday Bible study. Mm -hmm. And he talks in that book about how um, our our understanding of fear is often Mm two-one-dimensional. And um, that, biblically speaking, the fear of God includes um, rejoicing, and it includes love, it includes um, being drawn into God because of his beauty and his grandeur and his majesty and his glory. So when we think about fear, we should think about the glory of God um, preeminently. And that is something that is sobering to us because we are sinners. Mm -hmm. But again, it doesn't push us away from God. It pushes us away from our sin and draws us near to God. And so to to connect with the question you asked about why do we struggle to see this, especially Mm -hmm. in our kind of broader evangelical culture today, I think it's because the themes of the glory of God and the themes of holiness um, and even the reality of our present sin are are not things that we tend to stress. Mm -hmm. And so if some cultures and some peoples might be um, overly motivated by a kind of um, backward-looking guilt or shame culture. Um, we live in the opposite situation where we live in a culture where there is no shame and where we tend to think of um, our sins as something that's you know in the past. Jesus died for it. It's all done. I, I can just come into God's presence without any kind of fear or reverence or awe because the God we worship is just a slightly bigger version of ourselves sometimes, or at least that's the temptation that we have to fight against. And when we encounter the God of the Bible, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai, as we do at the foot of the cross, uh, we begin to see that God is is not just a bigger version of ourselves. He is God. Mm. He is I am. He is a consuming fire. And yet he has come down into our midst to not to push us away from him or to bring down judgment upon us, um, but to draw his people to himself and to inculcate in them not a slavish fear. There, God says, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. But he comes to test us that we might have the fear of God before us as the fear of sons. And so I think if we want to get a biblical understanding of fear, that flows from a biblical understanding of God. And if we want to cultivate a biblical godly fear, we have to cultivate a biblical understanding 
of who God is. Mm. Thank you. I What came to mind in your saying that was that uh, wonderful passage from Isaiah 11 where it talks about the Messiah mm. um, that is anointed above measure with the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways the Spirit anoints him is with the fear of the Lord. And so when we see the person of Jesus, it's a, a full uh, revelation of the God we fear and the man who fears the Lord. Yes. It's the God who we should fear properly and the one who the man who fears the Lord, uh, who is blessed above all things and who uh, not only secures uh, the spirit for us through his uh, work, his uh, sacrifice, his life, death, resurrection, ascension, but pours out his spirit so that we can learn the fear of the Lord. And one way we could do that is by watching him, seeing him as an example. I think just in the last chapters of the book of John, um, the gospel of John, how you see him, uh, particularly in the garden, um, you know, praising the Father, uh, praying to the Father, uh, warning others of, of, of being prayerful and watchful, um, being, um, uh, receiving that, uh, that beginning uh, justice that we deserve for our sins, and yet he's glorying in the Father's will. Mm -hmm. He continually calls him my Father. He lifts up his eyes to heaven in reverence and awe and worship, and, and ultimately says, not my will, but yours be done, which is um, another way of seeing that glory through obedience, that glory through worship, that glory through self-sacrifice, that glory through self-denial, and knowing that it's all of those things that uh, that that help us to see uh, the fear of the Lord, um, to fear God, um, and to um, learn to see what that fear looks like in our Lord Jesus. Yeah, and it's amazing to see too as you move from the Gospels to the Book of Acts how Jesus' followers, uh, in light of His resurrection, in light of His transforming work, mm -hmm. in light especially of the pouring out of His Holy Spirit at Pentecost are no longer filled with fear of man. You know, mm. we end the Gospels in those final scenes with the apostles scattering, mm. the apostles denying Christ, the apostles being motivated and driven by the fear of man. And when we move into Acts, it's not just a move from fear to boldness. It's a move from fear of man to fear of God. Amen. And when the apostles are draw, draw, drawn before the very people that, that filled them with so much fear just a few weeks before they say we, we have to obey God, not man. That's yeah. the fear of God, and that's what Christ gives us by his Holy Spirit. That's wonderful. Let's rejoice today that we're no longer slaves but sons and that we can truly honor God mm. and love him as Lord and fear him and to, uh, to know uh, that, that, that we do not have to uh, uh, fear men for their opinions, but we can fear God and be happy and free. If you'd like to learn more, you can find resources about this and many other topics on our church website at www.katoctin.org. That's www.ketoctin.org. If you found this episode to be useful, then we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. And as always, we encourage you to join us for our next episode of The Shepherd's Voice.